continue. Mm -hmm. right, so this is Ben Gillespie interviewing Arturo Rodriguez at his home and studio in Miami. It is August 26th, 2020, and this is the Smithsonian Institution Archives of American Art Pandemic Project. Arturo, could you tell me about how your life and work have changed since March of this year? Well, uh, it started uh, like a big surprise. It really is uh, like for everybody else. And then I start seeing that the whole world was affected by this virus. You know, in my case, uh, I'm a high risk person. I had high blood pressure and I had 64 years old. My wife is also very high. Uh, she's asthmatic and uh, she's a cancer survivor. My other two people that I see is my sister that is uh, 69 and my mother is 96. So I have to be very careful when I go out, when I uh, do things like bringing food, bringing our supplies or whatever, and, uh, and have a life that is very contained. You know, try not to go out. I uh, see very little of my friends only a continuation of the through emails and forms you know so what when this started everybody was very you know this is going to last very little time uh, everybody sent you what they were eating and the food and what they're working and then people start to realize that this is for the long haul so you, you have to adapt to that. My work, luckily, I work at, a ho at my house. My house is my studio and it's my, also one of my things that I work about. So uh, what I do is take every day, uh, try to make very like a routine. Otherwise you feel like a, in a Samuel Beckett play, you know, when there is lines, invisible lines, invisible, you know, things that you want to do and can do, you know, and you are in front of you, and it, and that's very, very difficult. But in other ways, it's your own sanity that is at work here, and the and work is helps a lot, you know, to be every day, force yourself to work for an amount of time, being very disciplined in what you do. I also am very, in many ways, I do the same thing at the same time. I start working like 10, I eat at two, I see my mother sometimes at seven. When Sometimes when I'm seven fifteen, my mother tells me, what happened to you? <laughs> you know, I try to be there at seven. Try to make like, uh, routine, you know, that is, is uh, in many ways, it liberates, uh, frees you from the being in very routinary in your work, you know. Uh, the work is what is important to me in all of this, you know, to keep it going, keep it with the same quality, and the same uh, continuation, you know, I don't want this virus to be my work. Uh, maybe eventually it will be, but not now. I'm doing it, for example, a series 
It's called uh, Terra Incognita. It's about more or less uh, fantastic landscapes, uh, very suggestive, very try to be very more or less poetic. So that's what I'm working on. I've been working in that for a year and a half. So I keep the work and. Uh, and also about that, I uh, I did like a I did a series about uh, five or six years ago. It's called the School of Night. That is a series of drawings and paintings. That everything was inside my house. You know, my house is full of objects, masks, the patio. You know, so everything it was. Uh, around me, my wife, how we deal with paranoia, with, you know, being together, uh, the, the things that are fear, rage, you know, all of that is in, in those works. So in many ways, I already painted what I'm feeling now. It, it's, it's like a casualty, something like it's very, I don't know, but it, I felt that I already painted what I'm doing now. So then I changed. Uh, there have been other series. One is about Arsimboldo and uh, my own take on Arsimboldo. It's called Arsimboldo's Ghost. And now I'm doing this uh, Terra Incognita, which each one of these uh, series takes me like two or three years or four to make, you know. So, and then, then they start like a fading off organically, you know, if I just start already painted yeah, that, you know, I'm tired of that, I want to change and I want to do something different. And so everything comes to a, to a natural, you know, natural way. So, and, uh, But uh, still, every day that is that effort, you know, it's, it becomes uh, like a, you have to work at it, you know. Right. Well, as um, what really struck me in how you were describing your life is how the routine is also a way of caring for yourself because now you're a caretaker for so many people that you have to, you have that responsibility to keep yourself well so you can also tend to everyone else. Right. Um, and, and the freedom that routine allows you. Um, it's like, if you're just set, you set everything else in your life on one track and that inertia carries you so your, your mind can be freer. And I was wondering if that's, is that routine different for you? Has your routine changed quite a bit since March, or is this something that's been consistent in your work for a while? I'm a very routinary person. <laughs> you know, I like to do things at the same time. I always start working more or less at the same time. I First, I wake up at breakfast, I read for a while. Then I start working until from 10 to 2. Then we have lunch together, me and my wife. Then I start reading again, maybe sleep a little bit or siesta, you know, and then start working again. Then I walk for an hour, then I go see my mother, and then come back and keep working and until 
10 or 11, then I see a movie or whatever, or, and uh, that's every day, you know. But that liberates you from working, for really taking chances with your work, with, with changes in your work, you know. And, and I, my, I really take those chances, try to be as different from the other as possible. But it's always my own view of the world. It's, it doesn't change. It just, you see different parts, you know. It's, uh, that's what I like so much, the movie Rashomon. You know, everybody is the, is the same thing, but viewed from different uh, points of view, you know, so. And I see that art, I see, you know, painting and a lot of art like that. that uh, everybody has his own view, his own take on things. And uh, that's what makes it interesting also. And that takes, uh, great moments and the great failures also you know sometimes you <laughs> that's not good you know so you have to destroy but you have to keep going and that that is travel every day with the within your daily life but also with your with your work you know what what you're working on what what, what is happening you know it's uh, how can i make this new how can i you know change this and that and that's basically it. But you have, you have like a hole at the end. You know, you have these uh, routines, and then you have this uh, well, wild and crazy things that you, you do in your painting. You know, it's a very, you take chances, you explore, experiment, and then, but the whole thing is, uh, I see it as a whole. So that's what my existence. And in many ways, this has helped me to, deal with this virus because I, I'm a, because of my work, I'm a very, it's a lonely work. You know, I, I, by myself, I'm not a social person. Usually I always working, I always thinking about work. And uh, even with the years, as I go, grow older, it's more and more, you know, it's the only interest in what I, it's my work, my vision of the world. And that, that's what I try to, to keep going. So. So to come back to the, the school of night, how are you, so that series of drawings exploring your everyday life in your home, the, the sort of, not just the sinister, but what could be mysterious and transformative within the home if it's just you and your wife. How are you, are you thinking about that differently now, or do you feel like you had already prepared yourself for this time through that exploration of quarantine? Let's call it a promotion. Uh, you know, uh, I was doing it without knowing it. You know, and then I, I, I was surprised how this was going to, to see like the work. You know, a school of night is uh, because uh, I wake sometimes at night and at, uh, um, uh, it, it's a very special hour. Uh, they call it the hour of the wolf, the Romans. And uh, it's a lot of connotations at night. That's also another part of my routine, you know. <laughs> I don't sleep well. But, uh, and 
how you feel, you know, when you're the silence and how you feel the, it's the hour when the, everything comes out. And, you know, people die, people are born, the, usually the devils and aren't the, is when they come out or whatever. And so uh, the thing fascinated me. So uh, that's why when I started to get all this together, my, I have a, a big collection of masks and objects. And uh, to me, they are more like props. You know, I'm not interested in the, whatever the meaning they have. I have a lot of African and uh, Mexican and uh, Balinese and stuff. And, uh, but it's not, not from an anthropologic view. It's, they are like props. So they, they come out on the paintings. You know, I put them big. Uh, they power people. They, they become people. You know, so all of this, that's, that's uh, things that uh, uh, come out on, on the world. So I did this, uh, this some of like uh, 40 or 50 drawings and then like 25 triptychs based on the same thing through two or three years. And uh, that premonition is when this all started to happen, you know, it started to make me think, you know. But I, I, I don't ask why or, you know, this is, I, I was a visionary or anything. It, it, just, it just happened. Yeah, that's, I mean, so interesting to have that sort of the alienation, but also the theatrical and the fantastical um, and these domestic nocturnes, you know, celebrating how or exploring the ways in which night can change our views of the everyday of the things we experience and are so familiar with. And then I'm wondering how is that shaping your thinking at all with the terra incognitas and thinking about fantastic landscapes. So looking, going from the domestic and the very intimate to, to the wider world. Exactly. And uh, that's what happened. And in the middle was the Arcimboldo's ghost, that it was art about art, because Arcimboldo make figures with fruits. But I, apart from fruits, I put like Diane Arbus, I put Jericho, I put the, Courbet in the same painting, pieces. So when you see one of those paintings, it's a lot of pieces from other paintings. And that, I spent also like three years doing that. And then the, the terra incognita is different because it's more about landscape, it's more about, uh, It's also personal because a lot of the figures, me and my wife, you know, like in boats with brooches and with the, it's, it's about art also, but in another way with uh, easels and boats and the, it's based on three books also, uh, Moby Dick, uh, Journey to the End of the Night by Celine and Heart of Darkness by Conrad. So I mix it then together. It's kind of very complicated crazy but it makes sense so each a lot of them are triptychs each triptych is based on the school of night i mean the the journey to the end of the night moby dick and the heart of darkness so that's what i'm mixing all, all the things but uh, 
each one have a, like a certain style, certain way of being painted. And, and that's very far away from all the others, you know, so, and I very, going the, with time, more and more interested in just the, the terra incognita itself, no, no books, nothing. That's, that's where I'm coming from. That's where I go, you know, the, to create that, uh, that vision of the world, you know, this could be very terrible or poetic or, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's always painting, you know, that's personal, you know, the way it's painted. But it gives you, it's like poetry. I, I love poetry. I, one of those readings in the mornings, all, all, always I read two or three poems, different people. And that helps me to, to create images, to, uh, to be suggestive, not being obvious. The book School of Night is also with poets. I have, I asked like 10 poet, a poet's friend of mine to do each one a poem for the book. So that, that came out very nice. I always illustrated other people poets. So why not they should illustrate my drawings? So uh, we did that book and uh, that came out great. I'm very proud of the book. I guess since you're you're reading every day, can I ask um, <laughs> which books, which authors, which poems, what's felt most compelling to you in in 2020, or what is your what's drawing your attention? Well, I, I'm very eclectic to what I read, but uh, usually I love haiku, I love Rimbaud, I love Beckett. As a, it's one of my main. Uh, influence uh, through life uh, through my life because the way his vision of the world to, i'm feel very close to it you know like conrad like celine is very pessimistic uh, uh, moe dick is one of my favorite books and uh, always been obsessed by it the other day i was talking to a friend he told me that friend stella did a painting of each chart chapter of moe dick you know, that's a, so, um, and I keep reading, you know, for example, what I'm reading right now is Patrick Modiano. You know, he's a French, he's a not, didn't knew him that well, but I start reading him and then I become upset, obsessed, start buying books on Amazon by him. And uh, I, right now I say, all I want to read is, the Modiano's book, and uh, and like that, you know, I see a lot of movies. I love movies. I have uh, like five thousand DVDs. Uh, I have the whole Criterion, almost collection. I love. Uh, I think film is very important in, in my works because it, the image, the power of the image, you know, power like somebody like Kurosawa or Fellini or Berman. You know, it's a Tarkovsky. By the way, there is a movie that I, talking about all of this uh, that we do every day, you know, the same thing. He has a movie called Sacrifice. It's a, I highly recommend it. And there is a part that the, a father is talking to a son and uh, they're 
they just planted a tree in his uh, water in the tree and he tells the son there is a, a legend that a, a monk from a monastery every day at the same time at the, the same amount of water he put it on the tree and if he did that something had to change in the universe you know that thing that you do every day you know that that's a lot of uh wisdom in there and that influenced me also a lot that that thing i saw that movie when it came out about 20 years ago or so and uh that always stayed with me of course i have it in dvd i've seen it like 20 times <laughs> so and uh, a, a lot of influence also i listen a lot a lot of music i have a huge collection of music classical jazz uh, uh, cuban music uh, flamenco uh, and uh, keep going every day you know while i work i listen to music and uh, to me it's very important also not, not only when i'm working sometimes you want to be very quiet and listen to a piece of music and uh, that helps you know it's uh, like it's all part of the you're taking all of this to your work you know the poetry the music the literature the film it's like an unconscious you you uh put your unconscious really to work because painting is not conscious when you paint so is what what i think i go to paint it and something else is what it comes out in the painting usually totally different that's why you keep painting and you try to fix this and that and then the painting takes a life on its own you know it's because separate from you until you finish whatever you finish you know it's, it's hard to finish painting somebody said that you abandoned them so <laughs> I, I i think that that's very truthful well uh, i think that's an amazing point to to wrap up here to uh, to abandon this and to let you get back to your routine um thank you very much for speaking with me today okay it's been a pleasure